the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your home for up-to-the-minute market updates. This is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. There will be no U.S. tariffs on imports from Mexico starting Monday, White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. President Trump suspended his plan to impose tariffs on Mexican goods next week after Mexico agreed to take strong measures on migrants passing through its country to the United States. He tweeted that American and Mexican officials reached a signed agreement and that a 5% tax on imports slated for Monday is indefinitely suspended. Hours earlier, the president hinted of a deal when he said there was a good chance of averting the tariffs. Greg Clugston, Washington. NASA says it's opening up the International Space Station to private commercial travel. NASA's Chief Financial Officer Jeff DeWitt says it will raise millions of dollars for the space program that will help it pay for other more ambitious projects, including a possible trip to Mars. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow was up 263 points. This is SRN News. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Most people would like more freedom to do what they want, when they want, and on their own time. At Online Trading Academy, we will teach you the strategies so you can have the freedom to do those things. Whether you're looking for a supplemental income, how to better manage your 401k retirement account, or even know how to manage your broker, we are here for you. Online Trading Academy is the world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Online Trading Academy can provide you with valuable skills that can help you accomplish your goals. Now is the time to get started. Join us this week for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. It's a wild time. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists' words carry relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Gaines Show, 1440. All right, I was ready to move on, but I just saw someone tweet this and retweet this, and I'm like about to 
about to blow a gasket. Um, uh, this is Heather Long. She is the economics correspondent at the Washington Post. This is her tweet from about four hours ago uh, that I just caught. Average monthly job gains in 2019, 164,000. Average monthly job gains in 2018, 223,000. This year is on track for slowest job gains since 2010. The big Q, how much of the slowdown is normal for this stage of the cycle and how much is because of Trump trade? All right, economics correspondent, time for a couple lessons. Time for a couple lessons. Ugh. All right, this is one of the people who I see sitting in front of uh, Powell at, at every one of these news conferences that he does. Um, and she usually asks a question. I think we've actually played some some sound some audio of her in the past um i don't think she's bad i mean here's the problem the title of the article u.s hiring slows sharply as trump's trade war starts answer to the big q tweet ma'am okay let me let you in on a little clue. As uh, Christine Lagarde observed, uh, we played that clip. You know what? Just uh, go ahead and c- grab cut number two. We're just going to play a, a short piece of it right at the beginning. Uh, let's go ahead and play cut number two. This is Christine Lagarde, managing director of the IMF, yesterday. The U.S. economy will be in the longest expansion in recorded history. Stop. And this is an important achievement. Stop right there. Now, <laughs> this is what's strange, right? It's the longest recorded history. How much of the slowdown is normal for this stage of the cycle? We don't know. We've never been here before. Yet the person, and I understand, Ms. Long, that you don't write the headlines. I know every reporter hides behind that. The evil copy editors do. Okay, well, have you ever thought about just firing the evil copy editors? You could write your own headlines. You let somebody else do it. Right? Headline. U.S. hiring slows sharply as Trump's trade war starts to bite. We don't know that this is because of trade. I just gave you three reasons why it's probably not because of trade. Weather. Possible explanation, ah, maybe not very much of it, uh, but I, some of it. I, I, I argue on the magnitude with uh, Doctor Hassett, but uh, that's fine. I can, I can. Uh, it, reasonable people can reasonably disagree. Maybe it's, maybe it's what I think, closer to twenty-five thousand. He seems to think it's more like fifty to sixty thousand. I don't see the evidence of that, but he may have access to data I don't have. I'm willing to be persuaded. Um, census hiring wasn't, didn't happen in a month where we would have expected it to happen. That was a surprise. Um, and I don't think the trade war has much to do with education and health. I don't, I don't, I, I need a theory to explain that, that connection, Ms. Long or Ms. Long's copy editor. Uh, it's just, it's maddening. Okay, it's mad. Let me uh, let me go to uh, let me go to uh, another person who might be an expert on this as well. Um, this is um, Victoria Kwakwa. She is uh, vice president for Asia uh, for the World Bank. She was on CNBC uh, yesterday. Yes, uh, actually, this is Thursday. Talking about uh, talking about uh, uh, the impact of trade on growth, and she's asked that she's asked a question about whether or not the trade war is starting to bite. Here's her answer. Play cut number one, please, Andrew. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure to have the opportunity. I think the important thing is that uh, we're not down with the dunk with the downgrades so we could really fix the, the trade issues. I think it's going to continue to weigh on the global economy. Uh, and so it makes it even more important uh, that countries uh, work together to reach the agreements needed so that uh, trade does not become interrupted globally because it does have a negative impact. To what extent? 
Yeah, so it does have a negative effect. We all agree on that. I didn't plan this. I mean, we, we, we set this show up before Ms. Long's tweet appeared this morning and her story in the post. But um, but I, I I just don't think this is I don't think this is an accurate statement. I, I simply you your, your headline at least defeats the question that you're asking. And the problem is the question is unanswerable. It's unanswerable because we've never had a business cycle that lasted 10 years. That we, particularly within the World War, post-World War II period, with the modern uh, economic institutions such as the Fed and the Council of Economic Advisors and, and a government that gears itself toward, uh, toward fiscal policy that, that includes a role for stabilization. We've never had that before. So there's no way for me to answer the question there that that you're trying to argue. And and and, and that's what kind of makes it a little bit frustrating for me to hear this. Now, with that said, let me uh let me turn to um turn to uh talking about what happened with the tariffs and I want to I want to uh I want to be sure that I've I've gotten all this right. So so about uh, 7.30 last night, um, we, he, what we knew happened was, was, it, was that the president was coming back from his tour, his state visit to the United Kingdom, followed by his uh, attendance at D-Day ceremonies in France, in Normandy this week. So he was flying back yesterday afternoon. Word had leaked out about the tariffs vis-a-vis Mexico that that uh, they had something arranged word had leaked out in the morning that they were close they were going to continue the conversations there was more to talk about and that that conversation would continue f- into the following uh, few into the, into Friday but that the president was arriving back in Washington approximately 4:30 Washington time that once he was off the off air force 1 his advisors and his advisors would come to him and say, "Here's what we've negotiated with Mexico. Is that what do you want us to do vis-a-vis the tariffs?" I will say, I I was always doubtful that the tariffs would be put in place because in the beginning of the week, if they really were going to put things in place, things would have had to happen. Um, I cannot remember where I read this, so I'm going. I'm going to say something that I should attribute to somebody else, and I don't know who to attribute it to. I'm just going to say it's not my original thought. NAFTA meant taking down all all trade barriers between Canada, Mexico, and the United States. That included all of the mechanisms that would have to be in place to apply tariffs. You have to have a way in which the funds are transferred from the legally responsible person for paying the tariffs to the U.S. Treasury. Okay, you don't just say snap and all of a sudden a customs border magically appears. I've been thinking about this for a while because I've been spending a lot of time, as you know this spring, thinking about Brexit and the Ireland-Northern Ireland border. There's nothing at the border right now. If they announce tomorrow, if somehow... It's impossible that this would happen, but but except in my mind. But imagine in your mind tomorrow, all of a sudden, the UK says we're out. We're leaving. We're leaving the EU as of today, and along with that, they said, "Oh, and by the way, we're not we're not bothering to construct any any uh, any wall between." Ireland and Northern Ireland goods can still come in from Ireland, Northern Ireland, duty free. We're, we're not interested in doing that. The EU has said they want to put they want to put up a, uh, a they they want to have inspections. They want to and they want to have a customs border still between. They would have a customs border between Ireland, and Northern Ireland. And I've asked around and asked around in my I had exactly exactly 22 hours in Ireland but my number one question to anybody who would who said they knew something about this I said tell me what the discussions are for for constructing things at the border because when I went to the border 
you can't even see it. The only way you know there's a border between Ireland and Northern Ireland is that when you're in Ireland, the signs have Gaelic on it. And when you're in Northern Ireland, they do not. That's the only way you know. Just as, just as um, it, it is interesting, when you drive between Quebec and the United States or Quebec and Vermont, I don't know that it's true into New York. Because does Quebec share some of the border with New York? I think so. But I've never been that way. Um, I, I grew up in New Hampshire, and I've been across the border between New Hampshire and Quebec. The signs are bilingual between French and English. They're not bilingual. If you're a Gaelic speaker living in the Republic and you decide to go to Northern Ireland, there are no, there are no signs in Gaelic for you there. Um, how are you going to put up the border wall? We don't know that. We don't know how the border wall goes up. And likewise... There's no there's no customs house, you know, in Tijuana or El Paso or, or, or any place else along the U.S.-Mexico border. How are they going to collect the tariffs? We don't know that. So I was skeptical they were ever going on. And so I kind of was leaning toward the idea that they were never going to go on in the first place, that this was this is a bit of a bluff. But did he get a good deal? I'm going to get a little help on that uh, coming up right after this King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I was talking with my 10-year-old son about variety in our radio ads. He said, all you talk about is pressure washers, so talk about something else. So I'm going to let you know we also offer CUDA automatic parts washers, water recycling and treatment equipment, and wastewater evaporators, not to mention the free water, soda, or cup of coffee anytime you stop in. Find us at AmericanPressure.com, your family-owned Minnesota pressure washer experts. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car. And on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Eating better can be a challenge, not to mention sometimes confusing. Eat this, don't eat that, and don't even ask me what a healthy fat is. Working towards your physical wellness can be a challenge, but you don't have to do it on your own. Wellness Radio 1570 is here to help make it a little easier with all of the encouragement and guidance to help you work towards your best you. And don't forget, you can take Wellness Radio 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our free mobile app.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Typically don't try to do news that has more of a political context to it, but um, in this case, I think that the uh, trade, the agreement uh, that suspended indefinitely the tariffs uh, with Mexico is worthy of comment from someone who's in economics uh, and not a political observer anymore. I try to stay out of that stuff as much as I can. I have opinions, but so does everybody else. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Um I'm curious if you thought that if you're disappointed that uh with the agreement that was made. I'm I'm gonna be curious how the president's supporters, who I know listen to the show because I sometimes get get a little blowback from uh, some of you, and that's fine. Uh Twitter at pound KBRS, blow away. Um I I have a pretty thick skin. Um but um the fact that uh, part of the conversation was about what happens to uh, those people trying to emigrate from Central America into the United States by way of Mexico. And and I've been looking and I actually tweeted to you at the uh, state from the State Department, from the U.S. State Department's uh, site, um, dated, uh, dated uh, June 7th, so this would have come out, I guess, late last night. I only spotted it uh, this morning. Um, the United States and Mexico met this week to address the shared challenges of irregular migration, etc. So, so here it is. Mexican enforcement surge. Mexico will take unprecedented steps to increase enforcement to curb irregular migration to include the deployment of its National Guard throughout Mexico, giving priority to its southern border. Border. Mexico is also taking decisive action to dismantle human smuggling and trafficking organizations as well as their illicit financial and transportation networks. Now, my concern in, in that regard is, is let's, set me, let's set aside for a moment any potential for corruption of the National Guard or the police of Mexico. Let me just set that to a side. Maybe it's an issue, maybe it's not. I am not versed in in that area of of Mexico such that I could say something intelligent about it. Set that aside. Worth noting, that border, that southern border, which is, that southern border is a place where a goodly number of illicit drugs also are transported and that much of that area area is in fact uh, controlled by gangs and uh, cartels that that bring drugs through Mexico and the United States. The refugees that are, or, or refugees, if you want to use air quotes, fine. I'm going to call them refugees, um, and not and not try to pass judgment on the legitimacy of their claims. Those refugees are are are, t- are using the same networks using this and passing through an area which has already been um, been compromised by the activities of uh, of uh, drug gangs uh, in that in that region there may in fact be human trafficking that comes from comes from Central America through that area into the United States as well which uh, feeds our houses of houses of prostitution and so forth um so that's been a difficult area to enforce for other things i i i'm questioning whether or not what can be done for that that particular area but i think that i think that that would happen so they got so they got part of what they wanted uh the administration the trump administration has been very clear hey your borders are a lot more narrow than ours yours is about one-fourth the length of ours isn't it possible for you to stop that flow and to which my answer is they haven't stopped drugs or human trafficking i don't know why you would think they could do that even as that and i'm i'm and again I'm going to say that's because there's just too much in it and, it and it's impossible to stop that all with the resources they have, particularly when for other reasons that that activity you do to hold down oil prices to keep Iran and Russia and Venezuela from profiting on oil exports also has Mexico caught 
in the same in the same vice. They do not receive as much revenue as you might guess otherwise. The, okay, the United States will immediately, this is from the, the, the report, the United States will immediately expand the implementation of the existing migrant pro- protection protocols across its entire southern border. This means that those crossing the United States southern border to seek asylum will be rapidly returned to Mexico, where they may await adjudication of their asylum claims. In response, Mexico will authorize the entrance of all those individuals for humanitarian reasons in compliance with its international obligations while they await the adjudication of their asylum claims. In other words, if you come to the United States and claim asylum, you are not going to be required to stay in the United States. Mexico is willing to take you back, and they will send you back to Mexico to wait for that. And they are, and you know, the U.S. says we're going to speed those up. Okay, now... It may well be, I I can just imagine the lawsuit that's going to happen, if not this weekend, then Monday morning, saying you can't send them back to Mexico because Mexican jails are are too too harsh. Mexican detention facilities are too harsh, and it's inhumane to put them there. I I suspect that's going to happen, but at least it's a recognition that, that they should be receiving those people and so forth. Both parties also agree that in the event of measures adopted do not have the expected results, they will take further actions. Therefore, the U.S. and Mexico will continue their discussions on additional, in terms of additional understandings to address irregular migrant flows in asylum issues to be completed and announced within 90 days if necessary. That's why they said indefinitely suspended, it would appear, because the administration wants to have the ability to snap these back on. So go back to what you heard from uh, Mohammed El Aryan during the last hour of the show, the uncertainty that's been developed for any company that's integrated its businesses, its supply chain, or its in its business with Mexico, and therefore with Canada as well, I would guess, now faces the possibility that the tariff threat might snap back on sometime late this summer or early fall. That. That probably, that probably is going to weigh on U.S. economic activity over the, next, over the next quarter or two. Can't help but do that. Then lastly, and the part that, that, that I myself, and if I may express an opinion, personally applaud, is that is is the United States of Mexico, this from the statement, reiterate their previous statement of December 18, 2018, that both countries recognize the strong links between promoting development and economic growth in southern Mexico and the success of promoting prosperity, good governance, and security in Central America. The U.S. and Mexico welcomed the comprehensive development plan launched by the government of Mexico in concert with the government of El Salvador, Guatem- governments of El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras to promote those goals. Um, in other words, if you want to stop people from coming over the border, give them a reason to stay on the other side. Improve the economies of these, this region. One of the reasons why that border it, between Mexico and, and these countries is so porous is because the people who live in the southernmost, uh, southernmost uh, uh, province of, uh, or state of uh, Mexico, uh, Chiapas, um, are the, that's the poorest state in Mexico. Okay? The southern three states of Mexico are the three poorest states of Mexico. The closer you are to the United States border, the richer your your area tends to be. And so, if you want if you want to improve things in that area, you need to build up people on both sides of the border. You need to help the, you need to make it such that Mexican citizens living in Chiapas or Oaxaca would not choose to engage engage in illegal activities with uh, drug or human traffickers. Drug smugglers, human traffickers—they wouldn't be—they wouldn't be engaged in that on the one side, and on the other side, actually making things seem seem much better on on the other side of the border. That has so far not, in fact, not in fact um, happened. So, so if they invest in this area, I think the the possibilities are are better. I think that's the long term strategy to play here. What they did not get in the agreement that uh, 
my my friend Ed Morrissey at hotair.com his story is is really quite good and I will tweet it to you in a moment um, the, the what they did not get was the was uh, a third party safe uh, safe uh, conduct what they did not get is a third country agreement such that all of the asylum seekers are told you can stay in Mexico. We're going to automatically reject your claim because Mexico has already offered to keep you. The problem with that from the Mexican side appears to be they're simply too big a number. They're too uncertain about how many it would be. And Mexico is, far, is, is enough better off than Honduras or Guatemala or El Salvador that calling themselves uh, you know, a, third, uh, a safe third country would have probably encouraged too many people to come over the border and say, well, yeah, okay, fine, we'll stay in Mexico. The Mexican citizens don't really want this. The uh, uh, Lopez Obrador, the president of Mexico, is getting criticized by, by, the, by uh, the Mexican citizens, is, is suffering loss of support in the polls because he's, because he's been fairly agreeable to having these these migrants stay in Mexico and that's one reason why they've been more willing to let them cross the border in the United States. Um, I'm not clear that he can ever really agree to that. So it does sound like they've made a deal that actually was a little bit of give and take on both sides, which probably makes it a little more enduring. Will it solve the issue? Don't know, but we'll find out as we go forward. When we come back, what is a council of economic advisors? Why do we have one? And why do they go on TV <laughs> just to get beat up by uh, reporters? We'll talk about that, all of that, after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments, all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you have an filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet, from the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you and he loves his new roof. Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your back. Yard. Well, I can't use my tool because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh, yeah. Take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals. And the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, no, eh? No. Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by the truckload so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those 
Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. Welcome back. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Some an economist, and I, I give advice to people on, uh, on economics from time to time. That's what this show is part, in good part about. Um, I, actually, I, only, I don't give you advice. I give you information about what's happening in the economy. I'll let you figure it out for yourself. If you ever want advice, uh, you can, of course, reach us via Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS, or you can uh, call us when we're on the air, 651-289-4477, as we are right now here. We're live here on the King Banyan Show, and I'm always happy to do that. Um, And as I noted uh, earlier, I have been uh, in my past a a technical advisor uh, to uh, several uh, parts of the developing world, I served as a as an advisor in places uh, and and consultant and contractor in Ukraine, Armenia, Macedonia, Indonesia, Mongolia, Egypt. Um, I may have forgot somebody. I think that's the list. Um, but uh, but uh, so five six. I think six countries. Is, I've had I've had uh, the opportunity to work. Uh, for at least a few weeks, in one case in Ukraine, for an entire year um, as an advisor. Um, and so I've always been sensitive to the role of what they do. Uh, very early on in my in my career, one of the people that I had, had been one of my professors, at, at uh, young professor at Claremont, uh, David Burson, um, a brand-new assistant professor, left Claremont to become... Uh, an economist on the staff of the Council of Economic Advisors. And so it, sometimes it's worth noting what the heck it is because um, there's, been a, there's been an announcement. Uh, I think we talked about it briefly last week that Kevin Hassett was leaving the position as uh, chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. Um, and uh, the announcement came out uh, just this past, uh, this past week that he is, in fact, being replaced. Um, being replaced by uh, uh, by uh, Tomas uh, what uh, Philipson, um, who is a healthcare expert, which I find interesting. Um, I find it very interesting that that uh, that Philipson is uh, that they've chosen someone with a specialty in health in, in health economics. I will say I've we had Kevin Hassett up here, and Kevin Hassett has a. Uh, Worked for the American Enterprise Institute for a fairly significant pe- period of time. He worked as a m- member of the Council of Economic Advisors back in the early days of the Bush administration. He visited here about the time he was um, he he was had given his wife had given birth to their last to their youngest child, still youngest child. About I don't know. I guess that's going to be sixteen, seventeen years ago. I think now at this point, two thousand. I want to say he was here in early two thousand two. Uh, he was on. Uh, he was on the CEA uh, then as one of its members, not as the chair. Um, John Taylor. It's it's frequently the case that many economists come and go. They leave academia and do this. So I was trying to think about what that role is, and I'd remembered vaguely and dug out an old paper written in a. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure you read with rapt attention Presidential Studies Quarterly. And we're able to pick off the shelf the summer 1986 portion of this. I've got an elect. I've got a, a link to an electronic copy. Um, it's it may be behind a paywall for you, and I apologize, but I want you to see at least where it came from. You'll at least be able to see the first page of this. Um, uh, Mur- Murray Wiedenbaugh, uh, who it, who had been a regulatory expert, who was plucked to be the chief of the chief of Reagan's. Uh, Reagan's uh, Council of Economic Advisor, one of the first ones. It, he later had, he later had uh, people like uh, Martin Feldstein be there, but Wiedenbaum was the first one, and he wrote a piece for PSQ um, in which he talks about the role of the uh, role of the uh, 
of the uh, CEA, which I've kept all these years because I find it one of the most interesting pieces that talk about the bureaucracy of the place. And he says, first and foremost, the role of the chairman is to advise the president on the course of the economy. It's the statutory function in the Employment Act of 1946 when it was created. Um, It was largely created, it was originally going to be all three advisors, but by the early 1950s, when Eisenhower showed up, he said, you know what, I don't want to talk to three economists, I only want to talk to one, and so I just want the chair, I don't want the other two, and they don't get regular meetings with me. Probably because, and have you ever heard uh, President Truman's line, or it's attributed to him, it may be apocryphal, but uh, was said, he would like, he said something to the effect of, I wish for all the world that I had a one-armed economist because I'm sick of them always saying on the one hand and then on the other hand. Well, during Truman's time as as president, his Council of Economic Advisors was, all three of them were coming to talk to him, and chances are they had disagreements right there in front of the president, and I bet the president found that kind of frustrating. But part of the role of the chair is, in fact, to give private advice to the, to the president. So... Um, uh, so the evening. So the president has on his desk a me- memos from the CEA. The C- the advisor writes a memo to explain the news releases that are coming out the next morning. <clears throat> so the CEA chair will have seen the consumer price index report probably the the afternoon before its public release, and will write a memo in v- in advance, a little statement that gives them that. I was emulating this back in the 90s when I was working at the National Bank of Ukraine, having their staff write a one-pager that the, that they would send up to the governor's office. And from time to time, we would realize that the governor would say something that made us realize he must have read our memo. That's pretty powerful. And the, But the powerful part was actually getting them to accept that we could send them a memo each morning saying, here's here's what's happening in the economy right now. Here's the news that's going to come out today and, and, and what you learned from that. But to be an effective advisor, you have to keep things private. And that's why I found this exchange um, yesterday. So I played for for you Hassett talking about the jobs report. And I actually played the piece that was over on Fox Business. He gave the exact same explanation on Bloomberg either before or after. I don't know which which hit he did first. But uh, the Bloomberg person, Jonathan Farrow, um, who makes me a bit crazy. Um, I'm not a fan of this this particular uh, news presenter. Um, he, he gets into it with him later when they're talking about the tariffs. And so I want you to pl- I want you to listen to this. Uh, be on the uh, trigger there, um, Andrew, so that we can stop and go this a little bit. But Pharaoh, uh, uh, the reporter, is asking Hassett about the kinds of advice he gives to the president. And I want you to listen carefully to this answer. I think this is very important. Play cut number seven. Let's start cut number seven, please. In the meantime, Kevin, have the Council of Economic Advisors modeled the impact of tariffs on the U.S. economy, tariffs on Mexico, and what it means for U.S. GDP? You, you know, our, our job is to, is to provide uh, material advice to the president on all of his decisions, but uh, unless we publish it, then we're not uh, meant to talk about it. And, and so, you know, I can't talk about what I presented to the president or not. Well, you can talk to me about Sorry. the kind of advice you're giving to the president and the kind of damage you think it would do to the U.S. economy. Do you think it could be positive for the U.S. economy? I, you know, I, I think that, that the crucial thing for the CEA chair is to advise the president, uh, you know, and to make that advice, uh, you know, be between them. Oh, come and on, Stop. decisions are made. No, it's true. Okay, back that up. Stop. Back that up about three seconds or so, because I want you to hear this next little bit, because it makes me it makes me nuts. Okay, and I'm gonna. I, but I want to say carefully, this is exactly it, right? Um, at times, the. Uh, so it, this is this is Weedenbob talking about disagreement with Reagan. For example, President Reagan and I had a pleasant but spirited and expended extended difference of views on the matter of seasonally adjusted versus unadjusted reports on employment and unemployment. We ultimately resolved this matter by providing him both sets of data to, together with suitable caveats. This is really, um, uh, and then going on, um, I will read this here. I do recall discussing the subject of gold with him on several occasions, a matter that he himself had studied at some length over the years. During the 1980 presidential campaign and earlier, he had indicated strong interest in restoring the gold standard. 
As a member of the Gold Commission set up under a 1980 law, I told them I would pursue the matter with an open mind. Subsequently, we reported that the majority of the Commission opposed a return to gold. That disposed of the matter, at least for his first term. Here's what's interesting about that. That was never in the news. That the Gold Commission had disposed of the issue and that Reagan had said, okay, we're done with it. That all stayed behind closed doors. Compare that to this mess of, a, of, a, of an interview that now happens. Resume cut number seven, please. Advice, uh, you know, be between them. Oh, come and on, then Kevin. when decisions are made, no, it's true. And then Kevin, when decisions that was the are case, made, you you're, not, you're not a loyal team player if Kevin, you disagree with the decision. Kevin, if, you know, are no, you saying you disagree the with the decision then? No, that's what you're trying to. No, to I'm say. asking you, uh, did you disagree with the decision? I think that the president's right to emphasize reform, and with Mexico, I think we have a border crisis. And if you weigh the costs of uh, of the border crisis, then it's very easy to think that you know the leverage that he's gained with Mexico could easily uh, pass a cost-benefit test. Did you disagree? Stop. On the That's his job. That is his job. Cost-benefit analysis. That's what we do, <laughs> right? Nothing more than that. It, it is absurd to me. That you would think that he should do more than that. You would think it, it was absurd to me to think that his job is to go on to Bloomberg and trash the president. Yes, it's been done in the past, right? Yeah. Guess what? Those people no longer work in the White House. Okay? Whether or not you agree or disagree. The, the, what you want is people who can give this guy sound advice and let them give the advice in private where it is easier for the president to hear it and make decisions on its basis. If you keep hounding people, if you keep pressuring people like Gary Cohn, like I can't remember the name of the first secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, there you go. Um, if you can't, if you can't, if you don't give those people space to give that advice and you instead hound them like this, they are never, ever, ever going to, uh, uh, they'll never ever be able to do the job that you want them to do. We'll continue with this right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. What would you do if you knew how to invest like the pros? If you could learn the strategies designed to make the right move, whether the market's going up or down. What would you do if you knew the things Online Trading Academy could teach you? Online Trading Academy is a world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. 
Whether you're looking to develop skills designed to generate additional income or to grow your retirement savings, OTA can provide you with valuable knowledge that can help you learn to meet your goals. The best time to take control of your financial future is now. So what are you going to do now that you know? Dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. Down on the table. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is fourteen forty. We're going to take uh, a pause next week um, so that we can uh, all get together for uh, to see uh, dive in with uh, Seb Gork at the Minnesota Zoo. Uh, still, a few tickets available. Um, the, uh, the the if you're going to miss the meet and greet dinner, dinner's for everybody. I, I got this part wrong. You can check in at six thirty. Come, it's first come, first serve. Um, have a nice visit uh, with him starting at uh, and the the dinner and the message starts at seven o'clock at the zoo Minnesota Zoo. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the on the banner ad for uh, Dr. Gorka. Come join us. It'll be a, it'll be very interesting. He's had uh, uh, this this advising piece is something he's done as well and uh, and I think uh, does a, does a fairly good job. In, in in what he does. Look, the chair of the Council of United Advisors does some other things too, but speaking on behalf of the administration has become increasingly a pretty powerful part of what he does. I want you to hear the rest of this. I, as, as you might have heard as I raised my voice a little bit in the last segment, I'm completely put out with this this uh, news presenter, the, Mr. Farrow, or, or I don't know how he pronounces his name. I neither I neither know nor care. Um, because I, I, I think he's a, a supercilious twit, uh, but, uh, 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 but, uh, yes. Okay. So impervious and supercilious, they're two big words that we use today. Um, the, I want you to hear the rest of this though. Okay. So he's just gone through this argument of, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to, to slander this. And then he says, you know, if you do the cost benefit analysis, the president might be right. Right, because it's not that it's not that precise, not that precise a thing to do. Let's play the rest of uh, cut number seven. In the meantime, Kevin, have the Council of Economic Advisers modeled the impact of tariffs on the U.S. economy, tariffs on Mexico, and what it means for U.S. GDP? Ah, uh, this is the entirety of it. You, okay. you know, our, our job is to is to provide uh, material advice to the president on all of his decisions, but uh, unless we publish it, then we're not uh, meant to talk about it. And, and so, you know, I can't talk about what I presented to the president or not. Well, you can talk to me about Sorry. the kind of advice you're giving to the president and the kind of damage you think it would do to the U.S. economy. Do you think it could be positive for the U.S. economy? I. You know, I, I think that, that the crucial thing for the CEA chair is to advise the president, uh, you know, and to make that advice, uh, you know, be between them. Oh, come and on, And then Kevin. when decisions are made. No, it's true. And then Kevin, when decisions that was the are case, made, you you're, not, you're not a loyal team player if Kevin. you disagree with the decision. Kevin, if, you know, are no, you saying you disagree the with the decision then? <laughs> no, that's what you're trying to No, to I'm say. asking you, uh, did you disagree with the decision? I think that the president's right to emphasize reform, and with Mexico, I think we have a border crisis. And if you weigh the costs of uh, of the border crisis, then it's very easy to think that you know the leverage that he's gained with Mexico could easily uh, pass a cost benefit test. Did you disagree on the tariff decision? <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Did you disagree on the tariff decision? Did you agree with him? Yeah, oh. uh, I'm not supposed to uh, talk about my uh, my private conversations with the president, but well, I'm you know, not I, asking I, you I about the private conversations no, with no, the my, president. My I'm job not is to Kevin... say if you do this. No, can, let, let sure, me talk please, about. Sure, please, carry on. My please. job is to say if you do this, here's what happens. If you do that, that's what happens. You but know, isn't so your the, job the also to inform well us informed. as you come on this program to tell us what you also think about the damage that could be done from the tariffs? I mean, you don't have to reveal the private uh, conversation with the president. Please tell me in your assessment, do you think it could weigh on U.S. GDP this year if these tariffs go into effect on Monday? Uh, I think that uh, the 5% tariff is a much worse problem for Mexico, as I've said in previous interviews this week, than it is for the U.S. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, beyond that, we'll have to wait and see. I think Mexico is highly motivated because of that to make sure that that doesn't happen by helping us secure the border. Kevin, many people think that you're stepping down because you do disagree with the president on the tariffs. Just put the record right, straight there for right, us as enough. you are on your way out. That's enough. I can't listen to him anymore. 
I just can't listen to him anymore. I, Andrew and I were visiting on during the last break about how, if he saw the video, he smiles while he's doing this. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not smiling right now. I want to, I want to, I want to jump through the screen and say, listen, listen, it's not, you're asking him to basically betray the trust that's that the lead leader of the United States, the president of the United States has placed in him. You can't ask him to do that. Come on. Come on. That's not reasonable. I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, one time I, I did get out in front of my, uh, in front of my boss and say something that I wasn't supposed to say in a very public place. And they were nice about it when I was in the room. And as soon as I got out of the room and went back to my office, um, I got a call and asked to come down to the boss's office. And um, let's just let's just say I had trouble sitting after that. Um, I got a good, good old fashioned uh, 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 chewing out. And uh, and I deserved it. I, I was trying to show off how smart I was rather than how smart how smart my boss was. And that's not your job, particularly when you're working as an advisor. The Council of Economic Advisors is, a, is basically a staff of people. They come and go. I mean, Hassett's quite right to say is we, I'm not going to play that part of the clip, but he's leaving to spend. He says he's spending more time with the family. Doesn't know what he's going to do yet. He says, in fact, you know, when he's asked at the very end, will he be a candidate to go join the Federal Reserve? And he says, absolutely not. I'm not interested in that. Um, I mean, he taught at Columbia before he was here. He's going to go back and teach someplace, just as many of these folks do. This is sort of the role that economists typically play. And. But my point is, it is good for it is good for leaders to receive good advice from people who maybe don't have a stake in the game. As Wiedenbaum points out in the in his in his piece, the Council of Economic Advisors isn't there to advocate in the same way the State Department or Treasury or Defense or Commerce do. They're there simply to provide you a piece of economic advice and let you make, make a decision. If you do this, here's what we think the result will be. If you do if you don't do this, here's what the result we think will be. You get to make the decision of because you're the leader, you get to make the decision of what happens as a result. I really believe that that's important. That's a that's a useful role and that uh it's not a waste of money to have 20 or 30 or 40 economists working around the White House, and uh, hopefully you find it equally not a waste of your time to have an economist talk to you for two hours, as we do every week here. We thank you for listening. Uh, Andrew, thank you for the great production this week, and we'll be back very soon with another episode of The King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at I Need More Hair. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact INeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. He's a security expert, has briefed the CIA, DIA, Navy SEALs, and other elite groups. He was a valued member of the Trump White House. And today, he's the host of America First, a national radio show heard by millions across the globe. His beginnings, however, were far more humble. Sebastian Gorka was born of parents who escaped the communist dictatorship of Hungary. As such, he grew up embracing freedom and the American dream he came to exemplify. Here's Sebastian Gorka's incredible story firsthand at Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka, June 15th at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay. We'll serve a delicious meal while Dr. Gorka tells his story, answers your questions, and shares his thoughts on the heated 2020 elections, the Trump economy, and much more. This is an exclusive event and seating is limited. Reserve your seats at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This event is supported by Minnesota's Closet and Storage Concepts. 
This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. It was bloody. It was awful. It was an operation of stupendous courage and shocking sacrifice. 75 years ago in Normandy, Operation Neptune, better known as D-Day, commenced. The Allied troops stormed the French beaches in order to overcome Nazi tyranny. The fighting was ferocious, with 4,000 confirmed dead on the Allied side on that one day alone. The tone of the conflict had been set long before by British Prime Minister Winston Churchill. In an age of capitulation, Churchill dared to defy Nazi tyranny. He rallied England to defend the homeland and later rejoiced when America joined the campaign in 1941. Churchill is famous for his leadership in World War II and justly so, but he's only the best known of the heroes of this era. Countless forgotten soldiers fought, bled, and died for the cause of freedom. On the anniversary of D-Day, we remember their heroism and hear them call us to the same. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Apply by June 15th at Public Policy. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.